Welcome to the Antioch Sheffield podcast. We are so glad that you can join us for today's message. For more information about Antioch Sheffield, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk. Well, isn't it good to be able to worship together? You know, one of the things that I've found over the last several months is how important worship is in keeping my heart connected to God. You know, I I found that it's sometimes I can become pretty cerebral, pretty intellectual in my approach to God. And I found that the discipline of worship just kind of helps bypass some of that stuff. And it helps my heart stay connected to God. And that's one of the reasons that we uh, emphasize worship so much in our corporate gatherings is is we want to help you keep your heart connected to God. And we're going to go back into worship at the end of this service but for now, we're going to have what I'm calling a family chat. It's, this message is going to be less of a sermon, an in-depth study of Scripture, and it's going to be more, uh, I want to share more about where we're headed as a church. Because if you'll recall back in early July, I said that we would not resume in-person gatherings until September at the earliest. And since it's now September, I wanted to take some time this morning to share with you our plans for where we're headed as a church. But first, I want to go back a little bit and talk about where we've come from and where we've been, because I help the, that'll help us have perspective on where we're headed in the future. You know, I was looking back at the calendar uh, this week, and I realized the last time that we have gathered together as a church in person was March 15th. That's almost six months ago. Isn't that incredible? I mean, I had no idea that this would last this long. And wow, I mean, the world has changed dramatically in those six months, hasn't it? And we've had to change dramatically how we operate as a church. We've had to, uh, we've had to pivot almost everything we're doing to an online existence. You know, we're doing our church services online. We're doing our life groups online, our equipping online. Even our outreach is happening online. And, and you know, the encouraging thing, though, that no matter, uh, that even though I think we'd all agree that's far from ideal, we'd all rather gather together in person, um, I, I think the church is actually doing pretty well. We're, I, I've been so encouraged at the, at the commitment you've shown to the church, both in your commitment to tuning in every Sunday, to, to jumping in with a, a life group on a weekly basis, uh, to prayer, and to reaching out to your neighbors. And, and I'm so thankful for that. And, and also, I'm, I'm so thankful for the way that you've continued to give. Um, we haven't really provided many financial updates in the midst of all this, but I, I wanted to say that that we're actually doing pretty well as a church financially. Uh, We're actually a little bit ahead of where we were at this time last year. And given everything that's transpired over the the last six months, that is incredible to me. And I just want to say thank you to all those of you who have continued to prioritize the church in your giving each month. It has allowed us to carry on with the mission and the vision of this church. Now, speaking of mission— We've been able to uh, carry on in many ways with what God spoke to us at the beginning of this year, which was that 2020 was to be for us a year of mission. You'll remember I spoke about that back in January. Now, obviously, it's looked very different than we thought, 
But we've actually been able to carry out our, uh, to stay on mission throughout this whole pandemic. And, uh, you know, with pivoting everything online, it's allowed us to have a far greater reach than we've ever had before as a church. You know, our Sunday services are now being viewed not just by those who come here on a Sunday morning, they're being watched by people in Bristol or London. I've heard stories of people watching her service in Panama or in Australia or the United States or in different areas of Europe. It's so encouraging that, that we're getting to have a greater impact around the world. But I'm even more encouraged by the fact that people who would, right here in Sheffield, who would normally never come to our church service have been able to tune in and hear about the good news of Jesus. And furthermore, we've been able to do online equipping. We've been able to help train and equip you with things like the marriage course and the prayer course and online Bible studies. And we've had people participating here, but we've also had people participating from from, uh, different places in the UK and even in the US. And that's so encouraging. We've also been able to partner with CV Outreach who provide Christian videos. So when people go online with their spiritual questions and they come across these videos, uh, all the, the, uh, the uh, correspondence that comes in from our area, we have a team that answers those. We've been dialoguing with people online about their questions about Jesus and about their faith. It's so encouraging that we've been able to, even though our doors are shut and we've not been able to meet publicly, it doesn't mean the church is closed. We've just been able to carry right on with the mission and the vision of this church. But I think we'd all agree that as thankful as we are for technology, as thankful as we are for, for being able to gather online, it does not replace the value of gathering together physically. I think the last six months have shown us the the incredible importance of being able to gather together physically. I I think, I know I've found, I realized I have taken that for granted before this time. And now that we no longer haven't had the ability to gather together, I've realized how important it is. And, And I've come to a much greater understanding of what the writer in Hebrews said when he wrote this in chapter 10, verse 25. He said, Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. (laughs) You know, I think what he's saying there is that our spiritual community is vital for our spiritual health. And we've talked a lot about community, I know, over the course of this summer. And the reason for that is one of my main concerns is that, is that lockdown and, and the isolation, that, the, the damage that that isolation can do to our souls. And so we've, we've said, hey, guys, we've got to focus on community. We've got to draw together. Don't let yourself become isolated because our faith is, a, is, is meant to be lived in the context of community, as I say so often. And what the writer of Hebrews is telling us there is, hey, don't neglect gathering together. And so we've encouraged you, you know, gather together online, and you've done that. But, but I think that, that we would all agree <laughs> that, that it's, it's, a, it's a poor substitute for gathering together in person. So the big question for us is when are we going to be able to gather together in person again? 
And so we've been taking a lot of time to study the government guidelines and to pray and seek God for wisdom and counsel and direction for the church. And, and we have come to the decision that we will resume in-person services on October the 4th. Now, I realize some of you are thrilled by that news, and some of you may be concerned by that news. So let me take some time right now to address the questions that are already surfacing probably in many of your hearts as, as you listen to this. Uh, first of all, is it legal? Is it, is it legal for us to gather together? I mean, after all that's happened this past week when Boris announced the rule of six, meaning that we can't gather together in groups of larger than six, I mean, is it legal for us to gather together here in church? Well, Boris, if you watched the uh, press conference on Wednesday night, he actually addressed this specifically, and I'm just going to quote him here. This is the first time I've ever quoted Boris Johnson in one of my sermons, but here's what he said. He actually said, COVID secure venues like places of worship, gyms, restaurants, and hospitality venues can still hold more than six people in total. In other words, uh, churches are exempt from the rule of six, or maybe I should say church services are exempt from the rule of six. And as long as we can uh, uh, abide by the government guidelines and regulations regarding COVID, secure, COVID security, then we are free to continue to meet. But the next question that you might be asking is, is it safe? <laughs> and, you know, just because it's legal doesn't necessarily mean it's something that we should do, right? Well, I just want to reassure you that your safety is our first priority. And we would not be making this step if we weren't confident that we could hold in-person gatherings with minimal risk to anybody who attends. And so we are going to continue to monitor, uh, you know, I'm sure like me that, that you're concerned by the rise in cases over the last few weeks. And, and I want to assure you that we are going to continue to monitor uh, the, the cases, particularly here in our city, the case numbers, as well as government guidelines. And, and if those things change or if we feel like somehow it's going to jeopardize our ability to hold services safely, we have no problem pausing on those services and waiting for, um, waiting for the, a time when we can gather together safely. So rest assured, your safety is at the foremost of our thinking, and we're going to make sure that our building and our facility is COVID secure before we gather together again. Now, I need to make you aware, though, that church is going to look different. Church is going to, just like every industry in the world right now, church will look different. Our services are going to have to be shorter. You're going to have to book your place in advance before you come to the building. Uh, you're, you're going to have to wear a mask at church. We're going to have to abide by social distancing. Uh, we're not going to be able to provide uh, a children's church or, or have hot drinks. We're not going to be able to socialize before and after the service like we normally do. And it's painful to say those things. I mean, I wish I could just say, hey, it's back to normal, everybody. We're just going to resume life as it was before the pandemic hit. But that's not where we're at right now. But we feel like the value 
of gathering together gives us far more than, 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 than we lose in this scenario. So we want to go ahead and take that step back towards normalcy. We want to take that step to, to uh, obey what the, the writer of Hebrews is saying, to, to gather together because we're still going to have the opportunity to worship. We're still going to have the opportunity to hear a message and to take communion together and to see one another. And I believe that is important for us right now, for our spiritual lives, that we could draw strength and encouragement from one another, as the writer of Hebrews said. So church is going to look different. But I just want to reassure those of you who who either can't go to a church service right now because you're, you're, you're still shielding or you need to shield because of a loved one who's living with you, or, or maybe you just have concerns about coming to a, a, an in-service or in-person service right now. And I totally understand that. And we don't want you to feel any pressure to do something that you're not comfortable with. And I want to assure you that we are committed to continuing to providing our services online. That's one of the big innovations that, that we've really worked hard at over the course of this lockdown, and we're not, we are not going to stop that. We're going to continue that for the, for the foreseeable future. Um, but we are going to make a change in how we do our online content, and, and that is we're going to begin on October 4th, we're going to begin live streaming our services. Now, most of you know what that means, but for those who are new to this, let me explain what the difference is. See, we've been pre-recording all of our services and then airing them on Sunday. That's been really the best way for us to do this. But beginning on October 4th, we're going to begin live streaming our services, which means you're, we're going to be broadcasting here uh, what's happening. You'll be able to watch it on uh, YouTube and on Facebook. And actually, we feel like that's going to be able to give us a much better reach as a church, and it's going to be a, a way for everybody to be able to access what we're doing. Now, the technology for this is uh, complicated, so it's something that we're going to be developing in the months ahead. But that's, that's our commitment to you, is we're going to continue to provide online services. It's just going to be in a streaming format. So it'll be much more like you're accustomed to experiencing when you, you come here on a Sunday morning. Now, in order to do all this, I just have to say, we need your help. <laughs> we need your help in order to make all this happen. It's, it's far more difficult to start something than it is to stop something. And so we really need to kind of rebuild all of our teams that we need each week to pull off a Sunday service. Uh, we need to rebuild those pretty much from scratch. So we need help with things like worship. We need help with welcome. We need help with our uh, audio and visual team. Uh, we need help with, um, with cleaning the building each week. And we need help with our online service. There's a whole lot of new things that we're going to be incorporating to serve the online community, and we need your help with that. So we would love for you to be involved, even if you don't feel like you can come here on a Sunday morning. And the easiest way for you to do that is you can go to our website, and the, on the homepage, there will be a serve button. All you got to do is click that, and then you can sign up for a serve team there, or you can click on the link that's in the description of this video, or you can email us at this address at serve at antiochsheffield.org.uk. So just to, you know, so, so to summarize everything, assuming there are no changes in the uh, dramatic changes, at least in the COVID situation and in government regulations, we are going to resume our in-person services 
and start live streaming on October the 4th. Now, that's not the only big thing that we have going on this month. Now, most of you know that we are not just an independent church. Antioch is a part of a, of a movement, the Antioch movement. And uh, actually, we got to hear from the founder and leader of the Antioch movement, Jimmy Seibert, a couple of weeks ago. You can go back and check that out if you'd like. But the leaders of Antioch have called the entire movement to three days of prayer and fasting at the end of September. Uh, so the entire movement worldwide, all the Antioch churches and teams throughout the world are going to be taking uh, September 28th through the 30th uh, to set aside in, for prayer and fasting and seeking God together. And I think we can all agree if there was ever a time to seek God and to pray and to fast, uh, now is that time. So we're going to be joining in with the rest of our movement around the world to seek God together, to pray and to fast. And we're going to have the building open down here during those times so that you can come in and book your place and come in and pray, obviously in a socially distanced way. And we're going to have a lot more information for you as we approach, uh, the, the, as those dates approach. But I want to encourage you, I'm telling you about it now because I want you to put this in your diary. I want you to be involved. I want you to take this time to, to pray and to seek God. Set aside a few days to, to seek Him in a way that, that is above what you would normally do. And maybe you can't set aside food, but we can all set aside something, some creature comforts for a few days in order for us to cry out on behalf of our nation, on behalf of what's happening around the world right now. But I also want to encourage you to do this in order to just realign your own heart with God. You know, earlier this summer, I was driving down the motorway with my family, and I noticed that our steering wheel was kind of shaking and juddering a little bit. And so I was a little concerned about that and took it in to the mechanic. And thankfully, our, our vehicle didn't need an overhaul. It just, the wheels need to be realigned and balanced. And I feel like that's a good picture of where many of us are. Maybe in a spiritual sense, the wheel is shaking a little bit. Maybe over all the disruption and chaos of the last six months, you've kind of felt the, the, the spiritual, your spiritual life kind of shaking and shuddering, and you can kind of tell something's not quite right here. And maybe you don't need a huge overhaul, but maybe you do need a realignment and a balancing, a spiritual realignment and a spiritual balancing. And that's what fasting and prayer does. It gives us an opportunity to realign our hearts with God. And we need that. We are created for union with God. And that's what this time is all about. So please join with us as we take time as a church to fast and pray at the end of this month. Because church, we live in extraordinary times. Times of extraordinary difficulty and challenge, as well as times of extraordinary opportunity. And as we've been saying, this is a time when the nations are being shaken. And people are reaching out to God like we haven't seen in, in a generation. I believe that we are on the precipice of a move of God. But moves of God always start with the people of God, humbling themselves in prayer, humbling themselves in repentance, humbling themselves in, and looking to be the hands and feet of Jesus to a hurting world that needs servants, people that are willing to love and serve in the name of Jesus. And so as we conclude today, we're going to sing a song called God of Revival. What is revival? 
It's, it's the word that we use when, when what God is doing in the church overflows out into the surrounding community. And it begins to change how people think. It begins to change their spirituality. It begins to change the culture and society. And, and people's hearts are awakened to God. So as we sing this song, I want to encourage you to make it a prayer. Maybe it's a prayer for you. God, would you awaken my heart towards you? Or maybe it's a prayer for our city or your loved ones. God, would you awaken our hearts? Would you draw us back to yourself, God? In the midst of the shaking, would you restore our relationship with you? Because we need Jesus in this hour. So let's call out to him together as we worship. Thank you for listening today. To listen to more messages like this one, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk forward slash podcast. We are looking forward to seeing you soon.